Welcome to your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Emikonwoka and it is my pleasure and privilege to welcome you to another edition of this um, podcast. A 20, what year was it? The 2021-2022 Premier League season is done and dusted. City are champions. Liverpool gave a good shout and eventually faltered on the last day. Um, Chelsea and Spurs finished in the other Champions League um, places. Manchester United had a thoroughly dreadful season, but that's that's not for here. Um, today, we are discussing, we're doing a review of Arsenal's 2021-2022 season. It's... Um, I what is so funny is that at the start of the season, um, after the first the opening game of the season against Brentford, a lot of Arsenal fans were very, 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 very worried <laughs> on the kind of dreadful season they were going to have, only for the team to pick up. And in the end, the feeling I get, the feeling I got, the feeling I still get is that Arsenal fans missed a glorious opportunity to qualify for Champions League. So, in this episode, I've got Arsenal fans in the pod with me uh, from all across the world. In Graz is my favourite white captain, Mo. Mo, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast again. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. In Dorset is Matt Smith. <laughs> Arsenal's, um, Arsenal's um, um, what's he? Arsenal's Jesse model. As one, a lot of you don't even know he. Don't, a lot of you don't know he. This guy models Arsenal jersey. Uh, Matt Smith, Matt, welcome once again to your sports memo. Thanks for having me, Captain. Appreciate it. Lighton, I don't know where Lighton is. Lighton, where are you? Where, where, where are I'm you? I'm connecting from Nigeria. Where Lagos. you're in Lagos. Lagos, Lagos. Excellent. Welcome, Lighton. Yes, yes. And also in Lagos is Thank you Ma- very much. Madam Arsenal herself. Odnwayo Ruth Hassan. Ruth, welcome, welcome to your Sports Memo yeah. podcast. Yeah, good morning, sir. Good morning to everyone. I actually, I actually thought you were going to start with ladies sports. Don't, 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 do, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. I was going to, I was, when it comes to speaking, I was going to do ladies first. Eh? Jesus. I'm going to mute your mic all through. In New York, it's Bimbo Adekoya. This is another another regular on um, the podcast. Bimbo, thank you so very much for for finding time to join us on this podcast. Welcome. To be around. Right. Um, I will start with the lady. I was not intimidated into doing this. It was what I was always going to do. So, um. Ruth, Arsenal finished fifth behind Spurs. Tell me, what was the feeling? Was the was your general feeling about um, this fifth position, considering that with five matches to go, it looked like Arsenal had the fourth place sewn up. Here, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes, I think it's actually a mixed feeling for me. And I, uh, 
details. It's the same thing for, me, for every Arsenal fan out there. Um, in a season where we actually kicked off on a very bad note, three losses back to back, and then at the end of the day, we still had the opportunity to get into the top four. It was so painful that it was our London rivals that didn't allow, because I felt it was a game against Tottenham Hotspur that actually, um, it was actually the game that, that, that settled everything. That made us realize that we're not going for the Champions League. So, for me, it's actually a missed season anyway. It's just, it's just the season just was so painful at the end of the hall that we couldn't make it to the UCL just because of, our, of, of the way we played against Tottenham Hotspur. It's just a mixed feeling for me right now. Matt, in December, yeah, in December, when that original, I think it was either December or January, that original fixture with Spurs was called off. And um, it was because Arsenal reported um, so many COVID, supposedly so many COVID um, positives, positive tests. So mm-hmm. that was why that that fixture with with Spurs, I think, was called off. Do you, with benefit of hindsight now, and with what Ruth has said, um, with what Ruth has said um, regarding how it it's it panned out that that. That that match turned out to be pivotal in that in the fourth in the fourth place race. Do you, do, you, do you think that God, you wish you had played it at the time? Because even if you had lost at the time, there would have been enough, enough room to recover. Yeah, I do. Um, the time it happened, I remember. I'm sure everyone else remembers as well. Son was injured around that time, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I, yeah. And I remember thinking, man, play that fixture. Even if you've got a couple of players out, just play. Because, you know, even though they've got Harry Kane, Son makes a massive difference to them. So I thought, you know, maybe play. And like you said, there was plenty of other games for the rest of the season. And then I remember when they were rearranging it, I was thinking in my head, please, don't do it towards the end. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I remember seeing the fixture, because they kept delaying and they were like, yeah, it will be like the third from last and I thought oh Arsenal if you don't have a big gap by then because I've seen it over the years Arsenal crumble at certain times and I just thought yeah and I just knew I just knew when we got to that game and I think they um, Tottenham held on to that draw at I just felt yeah we're going to miss out and like Ruth was saying that was the pivotal game he just felt even though we had that game against Newcastle after that it just wasn't going to be Mo I I got into trouble with um, Arsenal fans before that um, North London derby. I was on TVC and I was being asked what was going to happen. I pointed out that it was very important that Arsenal, everything was still um, in Arsenal's hands that they needed to avoid it was very important that they avoided defeat at the uh, at, um, this Tottenham Stadium against Spurs. But I did say that if if Spurs were to win, I did not see Liverpool, I did not see Arsenal winning at Newcastle because it was Newcastle's last home game. Newcastle were on form, and that that would be where the fourth place uh, would be lost because I did not see them winning at Newcastle, especially because I fancied Spurs to beat Burnley. I fancied Spurs to beat Burnley, and then that that was going to be that. Do you do you, do, you, do you think Mo? Do you think that 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 those last three, four games of the season for you um, showed why. Uh, does, has he shown up, Ateta? 
or the squad death for you? Yes, um, yes, uh, I agree. Yeah, with everything you said. I think um, it was a pivotal moment in the season because we were under a lot of pressure at the, at the time because we had lost to Crystal Palace, uh, Brighton and Southampton prior to those tough fixtures against um, Chelsea, United, where we picked up um, six points. But I think we created our own problems before those games, the last four games, mm. because we, we got zero points from from Brighton, Crystal Palace and Southampton. And I'm sure if we have picked up three or six points to be a, a different story at the moment. Um, but apart from that, the Newcastle game, even I felt like uh, it was very, very difficult, especially because it was played Monday night. And I knew the, that not thing was very, very naive and young. And to cope with the pressure, to go away and get three points, I knew after a loss um, score was extremely difficult. Because, um, it, it was no longer in our hands at that moment I, I, when we lost the score, to be honest because I was no longer confident with the team. And he also showed a lot of lapses in um, Ateta as a manager because of his approach. Even in the sports he did, he, mm. he wanted to go toe-to-toe with the team, mm. and I thought that was the wrong approach. Um, we could have gone there and picked up uh, a point mm-hmm. and play a bit more defensive and compact, mm-hmm. but um, just because we wanted to do it at uh, White House made that was like the motivation for, for the manager at the time. He just wanted to get Champions League qualification at Tottenham Hotspur. Bimbo, you you you've been you've been down this route a lot with uh, with Arsenal, right from back in 1989 to now. Um, Mohamed Mo just said something about thinking that the the approach to the North London derby, the North London derby was um, was wrong. I. I, I, I don't know. Watching that game that that night, you could see that uh, Arsenal fans, Arsenal players were were pumped up going into it, and I think that was the right way to to go into a game of that magnitude. But do you, do, do you do you see what Mo is saying that he thought that they should have they should have um, approached that game differently? Okay. Um... Interestingly, I don't think the, the players, starting uh, with the players, Ateta, the backroom staff, approached the game wrongly. They did it well. I've been to a couple of London, uh, North London derbies. The first thing that you should know about the North London derby is that everything about form is out the window. It's the passion. You need the cool head and the, able, the ability to bounce back. Mm. Um, they approached it well, but on the day, Sports were just better than us. Difficult to take, but on the day, they were better than us. They wanted it more. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about, um, um, you know, the North London derby, whether it was played or not. There are several things that have happened this season. At the beginning of the season, we shouldn't have even played the Brentford match with a lot of players out. Mm. We saw how some other teams exploited that along the season. So, doing the right things, was when we postponed the game because we followed the protocol. We were naive and being too nice. That's how we didn't want to uh, be, be in the bad books, so to speak, of the PL. And we went ahead and played the game and we lost out without Lacazette, uh, Obama, and the, the rest. Just for the Brentford uh, game? Yes, for the Brentford game. But one thing I'll point out that was so funny, 
I remember that I belong to a group of, I, I have a forum that I have some Arsenal fans that we run. I also belong to a group of guys from different clubs. And interestingly, after Arsenal lost the first three games, we were the bottom of all jokes. I go on social media, but I don't get easily moved by things that you see there. And guess what? Everybody said we were going to be relegation strugglers. What you saw happen to everything, that was what people were expecting to happen to Arsenal. Mm. Credit to the coach. Credit to the coach. People forget easily that this is Arteta's first job. Sometimes when I want to get angry, I remember my first job I did in 1994. I was naive. I was a rookie. I didn't know my left from my right. Mm -hmm. So when I see young people come to work, you must give them that benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Arteta came into a big club. He will make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But his heart is right. One of the things I've seen is that he has a young squad. The club has decided to go that route. And you see, once you see that, you can balance your expectation. I want, I would have loved us to smash four. I would have loved us to finish in the top four. Mm. At the beginning of the season, the minimum for me was make it back to Europe and get a Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. That would have been a great season. Yeah. We had top four at our hand, but we lost it. And why I would like to agree with Mo, we didn't lose the top four because of the North London Derby or to Newcastle where they had more involved and played us and they deserved it. We lost that top four in the Saints game, Crystal Palace game, and Brighton game. If we had picked a minimum of four points from that, mm. guess what? We'll have been in top four. That was where we lost it. Yep, yep. I knew we had to depend on others. So it comes with the with the region of having a rookie coach, and that's where I stand up on, on, on that. Right. Lighton, if if there was anything you could change from the last, those last um, few few matches going into um, the the run that eventually led to Spurs clinching the uh, final Champions League place. If there's something you could change about um, Arsenal all season, what what would that be for you? I would just increase the court size. That's the thing. It shows that the guys were lettered by. Physically, psychologically, they went there again. If you look at Arsenal's performance, after from September down to January, mm -hmm. we were so high. Our expectations were so high again, you know. It is hope that accused Arsenal fans, you know. Because we started the season, as the other speakers have said, we started on the wrong foot, even being being on in the mid position by, by the end of August, I guess. And um, immediately after we resumed from the international break, we had around us August to September, we took the form. Ateta got the manager of the month, and you know, a lot of things happened. Mm. But what happened in January, we begin to have crisis, injury, injury crisis from the team, COVID 19, some players going in and out. And remember, in our, in our bank, we have a number of inexperienced players. I remember the last five matches. Last five matches, I I checked Arsenal's bench. I only saw Pepe, Nicolas Pepe, and Lacazette as a senior team player on the bench. Mm. The rest are from um, Arsenal that are the guys, from Patino to, to Aziz, a number of them. What are these guys going to do? If you look at that um, Crystal Palace match that we lost, yeah. Yeah. on Monday, that, that day it was in, he had injuries. The only had injury at the international. 
party came back from Africa, came back after the Nigerian game, they won us in Abuja. It peaked in during that match. Since then, our team, we, we were not balanced. But there was a stopgap measure whereby uh, Nene and Jaka, you know, yeah, yeah. began to play and all, all, all of a sudden, in KKR found the form. And we, we, from there, from that Christmas Palace match, when we had to injure two senior players or two most important players in that team out in Tierney and um, Thomas Party. So that Arsenal are already in crisis. But the surprising wins that we had against Man, Man U and um, um, which other team is that Chelsea mm. made us look as if we are good. It shows that that squad is not balanced against. Because we had a number of inexperienced players from the bench who could have come in. This baby, if the game is not going fine, who could have come in to come and tweak some things, you know, based on experience and the other things. But if you look at that squad from that last five matches, mm. what I could change there? Or I would say it is Atletas, not Atletas sport, but everything just, you know, everything just enters each other, you know. It is, they have a reason for not signing, adding to the squad in January. Mm. They had a reason. Mm. If it had worked that we take we took the fourth position, mm. we wouldn't have been saying all this. But it has not worked. So, Gumbares, the guy who scored the goal that still that, that dumped us out of the top, top four yeah. against Newcastle. It was that day for us to sign from Lyon. But Newcastle signed him ahead of us. The guy potentially is a is an Arsenal guy. He would have come Newcastle to kill the vacuum party. Newcastle probably offered three times the money Arsenal were offering. Of, of, of course, money is a factor, but mm. I believe you would, would, would have truly be serious about things. Mm. You know, this is championship football. Players go to play championship. They are likely to forfeit anything for championship football. And as now, you know, by standard, they are bigger than Newcastle. But they did not go for him. And now the guy can come and kill our face. Right. So what I'll say is that we, what, what, had, what we could have changed in that last five matches of the season mm. was a score death. If we had had enough squad, squad death that would have, that would have, look at Man City, look at Liverpool. They were the guys he showed he showed in their play that they were also tired, but they were able to tweak in some 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 changes by you know resting players. Bring, look at Liverpool, there was a batch. Aston Villa Liverpool, yeah, yes, the last match of the season. The the players that Liverpool used in that match, all of them are not first-team players except two or three guys, mm. the, and they still won that game. They won that game. They won that game two-one. We did not have a team like that. If you look at Arsenal's bench for the last five matches. They're just youngsters, 16, 17 years old. What they want to come and do? Right. In that man, in that um, position that we ourselves. So what I would say is that, or what I would need to say is that what we need to change at that moment, mm. at that moment that was so that, that was supposed to be fine is that we should have increased our score depth. Like if we, if we had had the score depth, mm. we would have stand the chance to qualify for Europe. So I believe this season or this opening transfer market, they will do. They will need to do. Right, and by including the quality of the sport, I hear the mic. Right, Ruth. Um, following following from what Bimboy say, Bimbo said, is Ateta's first job. He's a he's a rookie manager in every um, every shape or form. Um, also, that we should not we should not forget that 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 um, that that part of it. We should not forget that that part what what i want to ask you is this um ruth is that we we have seen i don't know whether the way um obama yang left the club we have seen 
also that Lacazette is is um is leaving um the club. And as um Lighton has mentioned that there are there are two there's so, that, that's what struck me going into that game against Newcastle. What struck me was that this was a very this is a very young team. Do you do you does that would that does Ateta have a problem and I'm using the word problem loosely here managing more experienced players? I really don't know how to respond to that because I think it's an incident that should speak for him. Um first and foremost I'm an, I'm not an Ateta fan. And I quite I don't quite agree with all what um Mr. Bimbo said earlier on about Ateta being a, a rookie and all of that. I actually don't agree with that. For me, I, I think it's 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 becoming one too many players um is having issues with. Right. I think it's man management is quite poor. We can count about five players already. And I think we had a podcast at the beginning of this season saying something about Ozil and um, this other guy that left. Yes. Gwendozi. And then it was at the, at the end of it, eventually in January, it was now Abomayang. Then at the end of the season, towards the end of the season, I believe he had a problem with Lacazette. Even if Lacazette was not, uh, he wasn't coming forth in terms of scoring goals and all of that. I think I, I still thought he should have started some games. Where in a case where we didn't have, at a point in the season, we didn't have any striker playing for us, and Lacazette was fit. I really do not see any reason why Ateta should not start Lacazette at any point in the season. I believe he was having problems. I think it's becoming one too many for Ateta, and that's why some, some Arsenal fans like me do rate him. If you're having players with one person and then two, three, four, then it's becoming, it's probably his man management is, is very, very poor. And I think he needs to deal with that. He wants to work with a young squad. Quite, I quite agree with that. But then you will need experience at some point in time. I, I, I think that was what affected. In January, I said something after we had let Abumayan go. I said, at the end of the day, if we don't make the tough, because I had believed at the beginning of that, uh, in January, that we're going to be a, top, a strong contender for the top four. And if we didn't make um, the top four eventually, it, it, it's either um, Ateta's behavior towards the players or if we don't replace Abumayang in January. Mm. Um, I, I said that it was going to be uh, the fight because I, I saw the other contenders for the top four, the likes of the likes of Tottenham or for Manchester United. They had um, the, their firepower up front was far far better than what we had. Then we had in KTR and all of that. We had less about my angle, and then we didn't replace any player. I was listening to what Elijah was saying earlier on about um, not replace, not having a large squad and all of that. Whose fault was it? You cannot let uh, a, a player like Abumayango, even if he wasn't performing towards the end of his career at Arsenal, you cannot let him go in January and not sign a better player in January. So I think in one way or the other, largely 50% of the blame of not of us not making the top four actually belongs to Ateta because he couldn't control his ego. He had ego issues with the senior players and the team. And those were the senior players we actually needed towards the end of the season. If we had had experience, we could see how Jaka and uh, really helped us in the ministry mm. when Pate mm. was injured mm. and we only had my, um, uh, yes, we, we already had other guys which equally is also a young player. We saw how Jaka eventually came came through for us. That's the kind of experience we are talking about. 
you cannot say you just want to work with the younger or younger players you could control the ones you feel yes those are the players I can control you don't want to work with the experienced ones because you feel maybe uh, during the training time all of that you're going to have one ego problem I think it needs to work on his ego it's not going to work forever you're not going to have, uh, and I think it's not going to get better for Arsenal next season it is not going to because I'm sure other players other teams will strengthen their squad and then we will eventually strengthen our own squad with younger players. No, it's not going to work. At a point in time, you would really have to work with the experienced players. And I think Ateta should learn this towards um, the coming season. He should learn how to manage the senior players in the team. <laughs> All of a sudden, Ruth got annoyed. <laughs> Calvin, 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 can I comment so that I will, I will need to correct some impression and I say this without bias or anything. Interestingly, I'd like to mention something that, um, about Gumerez being uh, available. I think, and I don't mean this as a yabbish or anything, but I step back. There were days that I, I would say certain things, but I've come to learn certain things about football business. You mentioned it rightly, uh, Calvin. You said uh, Gumerez was there, but Newcastle were ready to pay times three times four. See, you work within a budget. There's an organization mm. structure for finance. You don't do what others are doing. A whole state just took over Newcastle. Cronkies are not going to go out there and spend like that and buy players just because you like a player. Fans can love players. But guess what? Does the player fit into your team? Yes. Can we afford him? Who offer very, him? Very important. Can we afford him? Believe you me. I will, I will, if I'm a player, for example, I would love to live in London and go and stay in hindsight in Newcastle. There are things that you get and you have. So I just needed to point that out. Allah John mentioned something about young players on the bench. Yes, he had them. And that's why I said if a manager that comes in is a rookie. He's not sure. He doesn't have 110 on 10%. Even the experienced manager makes mistakes. Um, Guardiola that we pray almost bottled the league. But you know what? He was able to go go through that. The other thing that mentioned, and it's been said, I've seen it all over social media. You see, when people react things and they don't look at the facts, Ruth could not could not could not take away the fact that Atacha is a rookie manager. It's there. It's the truth. The other thing that he mentioned said, and I've seen it being rehearsed over social media that Atacha has ego, he can't manage people. Oh, come on. Go sit down and go watch the video of Granit Xhaka when he shared on, I think it was Clear's Tribune, showed the, what happened. He said he was gone. He had left Arsenal. Interestingly, I was at the, I was at the Emirates Stadium when we played that Newcastle again and I told everybody this guy was gone because him and the fans were gone. But guess what? Atleta's man management was what changed a player that had packed his bag, was looking for a house, and they were already away to Italy. Turned it around. The same man management was what Ateta used to get Obamayan to sign a long-term contract until the guy went away with his disciplinary record. Guess what? What made him got stripped away from Afcon? We found out that the guy brought babes to the camp. And he got away. I, I am for discipline. You talked about man management. Guess what? It was the man management of Ateta that convinced an Odegaard to leave Real Madrid and look, this is what I want to do. I will give you this opportunity. Odegaard and Odegaard was out. able to... <laughs> exactly. He would have gotten He would have gotten some minutes. Tebalos got minutes. 
He will still have us, but guess what? Akechua convinced him. Guess what? Leno is the, is, in, is is one of the top tippers in Germany. Mm. Akechua came in and saw Ramsdale. Everybody that I know said it was madness. We were, there were memes around I saying that so. Ramsdale was going to take us to rele- relegation. I thought so But look myself. at the man management. He was able to go to, saw Leno, told him that, guess what? Ramsdale was going to, but guess what? Leno took it, and guess what happened? It's the man management. So when we say this thing, let's not just rehash the negative side. For example, I remember posting on social media after we lost those three games and we were going to play Chelsea. A guy, I think somebody retweeted my stuff and there was a guy on my timeline that was talking. He said, I don't know nothing about football. That how can this Arsenal beat Chelsea? With the, I said, we will beat Chelsea. That Arsenal on their day is they get their tactics. We defeated Chelsea. We defeated United. And everywhere went quiet. Now, people wished it away and they didn't give the manager the credit. I always tell people, when somebody, the responsibility, win or lose, is on the manager. When the manager does well, even though you don't like him, state the fact. You don't have to be an Ateta fanboy. I am not. But I respect the club that I follow that I will back the manager. Lastly, there was something that um, um, Ruth also said. Um, she, she said categorically, and I laughed. When I hear statements like that, the first thing I tell people, I said, are you God? He said, it's not going to get better. I remembered when we hired Ateta. Fortunately, I had always wanted Ateta to take over from Wenger. When I found out in an interview that Wenger gave and said, out of all these players, who does he think? And he pointed out Ateta. He said, he's one of the technically gifted players. And he asked questions. And I said, I wanted him to take over. When he took over, I told somebody, I said, is the board vaccine? He will make mistakes, but he will get he will get it done. In 18 months, this guy won the FA Cup and the Community Shield. Now, some people said, oh, it's just ordinary FA Cup. When their team won the FA Cup, they were shouting all over the game. Give people credit when they do well. Don't rubbish it. He was the same Ateta. People forget. Defeated Man City in the semi-final. Defeated Man City. I'm telling you the fact. Defeated Man City in the final, semi, and Chelsea in the final. So, I like talking about facts. So mm. let's use the fact and not just emotion. I'm not telling you that Ateta is all it. Mm. He's learning. He will make mistakes, but we'll get back. Let me finally, let me tell you one of the things that shocked me <laughs> was when Eddie Nketiah, and they asked him, and Ateta said it's on him, that he didn't have enough confidence to use Eddie Nketiah. He said the boy had been performing and doing everything in training. And guess what? The last five games, Eddie showed us what he could do. Is he a finished product? No. But guess what? When Laka wasn't getting the goals, the manager should have tried it. The same way as any came. And guess what? Even the best of managers, they make mistakes. Wenger said he has never watched a repeat of the 2006 final again because he believed that maybe he made a mistake by pulling out Robert Pires when we got the red card. The best and the greatest of managers do make mistakes. So I balance it that way. And I yield over to you, Margaret. Matt, I, yes, you, I'm sure, I'm trying to, you're probably the only one I can remember where you were uh, in the summer of 95, the beginning of 95, 96 season, when um, um, Alan Hansen made that famous speech on um, on match of the day, when he says you uh-huh. you, you win nothing with kids, about after Manchester, uh-huh. after Manchester United had lost 3-1 to 
<clears throat> at Villa Park on the opening day of the season. I I always what I remember about that season was even though the likes of Bot, Scholes, the two Negroes and um, Beckham all played so well that um, that season, right? What I remember, Guy Neville always coming out to say, no, he wasn't us that won the league. He was a spine of the experienced players. Schmeichel, I remember Schmeichel had a stomach in that season. Schmeichel, Pallister, um, Schmeichel, Pallister, King, and Cantona up front were the people who carried these young players. Now, when we look at this, when we look at this Arsenal team, with Obama Young leaving in January, I, that 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 game against them, those two matches against Spurs and Newcastle, you could tell that this was a game where Arsenal needed experienced heads going into that game. What do you? What is your take on all of this? This lack of experience and um, um, the rest. Yeah, I said for a while, I think Arsenal do lack experience. And, you know, I've supported Arsenal for loads of years now. And the Tottenham game, for me, I, I just thought to myself, you know what, someone's going to lose their head here. It's just sometimes with Arsenal, they need someone, like when it's getting hot, like holding got a yellow, need someone to go to him. Like, listen, calm it down a bit. Listen, we need to get our point at least, as mm-hmm. we've been saying in the group, mm-hmm. and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he got a yellow, I remember saying, he's going off. I knew he was going to get the red. And I find that with a lot of these Arsenal players, they get too heated and that happens. And I feel like, yeah, where we like that experienced player, we just need someone to do that, to say, calm down or whatever. Or even at half time to speak to the manager as a captain and say, listen, we might need to tweak this a little bit and whatever, you know, just to try and change it up. But yeah, we've looked at that for a while. I feel like, um, I can't remember all the names in the group, but when we're speaking about Ramsdale and whatnot, I see what Arteta's trying to do with the squad. And yes, I like it. Ramsdale, you've got Partey in midfield. Up front, yeah, we need a bit more. But we need a bit more of a better spine. And I feel it will come. I feel positive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we said, uh, as we said earlier, it's a, it's a mixed emotion season. You know, from my point of view, I can be honest. Like, I said at the beginning, I just wanted European football. I didn't even yeah. think Champions I didn't think Champions League at all. I you remember, Calvin. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> I did. Never, you, you remember, I, ne- I never said it. European football. But then the point we got so close to top four, I remember saying to people, oh, please ask them, if you're going to flop it, flop now in January so I don't need to feel it even more. But then they're taking me all the way to, to April, May, thinking, oh my God, we could do this. And then the transfer rumours start heating up. Oh, if Arsenal finish Champions League, this person comes. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. And then, yeah, that was it. But no, it's positive. Um, I'm 50-50 on Arteta. Because as I said, I've seen progression. But I do believe to take the next step, if we want to go up again, mm-hmm. um, I feel like we do need someone a bit better. And I don't want to harbour on, but I look at Tottenham's chance to win the right. When they had Nuno, everyone laughed. They were struggling, Tottenham this, Tottenham the Harry Kane contract situation. Conte came in, and in January, them two signings there got them Champions League football. I don't care what anybody says. Them two signings got... The reason why I say that, yeah, yeah. is because them two, we talk about experience, right? Yeah. I don't think they're the best players. I don't think they because I watch Kuzel- uh never know how to say his name. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Kuzelski. Yeah, yeah him. Mm. At Juventus, I think he was good. 
I don't think he was world class. He was good, mm-hmm. but he came and made a difference. You come, you look, and people say, "Oh, we've got so many assists." They weren't the best assists, but he made a difference. Benson Core came in. He, you know, he did all right in midfield, yes. and I feel he did make a difference. I, I really do. I feel like, oh, Son scored, but Kunis, he did his bit. He did his bit. He played his part, and I feel like that really pushed them over. And I do believe if we had just signed a striker, it didn't have to be a world class striker, just someone for them six months to just get us over the line, I think would have done all right. Because, you know, Lacazette did go for that spell. He didn't score for, you guys will know the stats better than me, for so many games, if you remember. Mm. And, and he even got that goal, goal in inverted commas against Wolves that wasn't on target and went in. So we really, really, really missed the trick. Um, and I think what where the sadness comes from is that I know every other team can improve this season. Yeah. And... I feel like last season was the chance because United went through what they went through. Um, you know, Tottenham was struggling a bit and yeah, Chelsea were faltering. We were two points of Chelsea at one stage. Yes, you were. So yeah, time. I do feel... You remember? Yeah. yeah. I was trying not to get excited, Carvey, but I'm sitting there, I'm looking at Sky Sports going, oh my God, two points the way we could do. And then, you know, but I'm going to I'm gonna stay positive. And you know what? We were unlucky with two key injuries at the wrong time. Mm. Big time. Mm. Whoa. But what 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 is it that uh, for you? What do you find most? What did you find most frustrating on this last this past season? What was it? As it as Matt says that you've be, well at the beginning of the season you would have taken a Europa League place, and then you now find out that in in the last week of April you were in with a chance of playing in the Champions League. And then boom, it is now only Europa League. Is that is that what is most frustrating for you? Yes, um, yes, absolutely. Um, that was the most frustrating part for me because I felt like um, expectations changed during the season because I think most Arsenal fans would have taken the Europa League place from at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. but because of the way United and Spurs were playing at the time. We had a massive opportunity to get the top four, and I felt it was a chance missed uh, because I, it was very frustrating because we did not do the business in January. And I thought if we had done the business, we would have pushed on and got wait, wait, wait. Uh, got hold, in the top four. Hold on, Mo. Who would you have wanted yeah. in January? If there was, who was available? Uh, um, I I wanted a midfield cover, for example, Otto in in um, Juventus. That was available. Juventus offered him to us. Jovetic was uh, offered from Real Madrid as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like he would have been a cover for us in, in attack as well. Because at the time, during at the beginning of the general transfer window, mm-hmm. Lacazette had only scored three Premier League goals. Inketia had zero. He scored, I think, one goal in the Carabao Cup, yeah. and that was it. And Aubameyang was pushed out of the team. So was we were going at the beginning of the uh, January transfer window with strikers that were not scoring goals. And I felt we needed uh, an extra leg in, in attack. Mm. And those were the options. I think we, we should have explored the loan market, for example. Yeah. We don't have to go find a player permanently. But I think um, Ateta was adamant on keeping the sport small because we were already knocked out of the FA Cup. We are in the semi-final of the Carabao Cup at the time. Yeah. And he felt, okay, we have probably around 14, 15 games left, and they felt like, okay, I can keep the small score to finish the season. But 
injury played his part because Partey got injured and Tierney. So you can imagine it was uh, a small squad already and then we lack quality. Yeah. Because if you bring in Tavares for Tierney, that's a massive drop in quality already. Even though El Nene performed towards the end of the season, but he was forced to put El Nene because Bukanga was always underperform. So I felt like that was the most frustrating part for me because apart from us being very inconsistent throughout the whole season, yeah. um, I think if we had um, signed players in the general transfer with the wood, definitely got in the top. Right. Um, let me go around the houses here to to round this up. Um, I would start with you again, Ruth. Um, this is not just let's look for let's look for positives. But if you insist on negatives, be my guest. What what game or which individual? What has been your what was your highlight for last season? I'm not going to ask any of you to preview next season that would be that would be a different podcast completely but what if what was your highlight for this this last season if you had any are those questions for me yes yes what was your highlight of the last okay. season if any okay i wasn't all negative in my uh in my opinion about access i think mr bimbo actually got it wrong i ha- i only answered the question you asked me about his man management with with senior players and the thing. Feel free to be I, negative I, 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 if you want. Sorry. Feel free to be negative if you want. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he, he was also saying that I was I was being negative about Ateta. I think at the point during the season, I had actually given Ateta his credit. Even every of my shows in Lagos, I actually did that because I felt it, the team had pushed above their weight. Mm. At the beginning of the season, when we had an Arsenal podcast, I said all we needed, all I wanted the team to do was to get back to Europe. I really don't care if it was going to be the a conference league or it was going to be my chances if it was going to the UEFA Champions League. So I, it, I'm not all negative at as, as uh, Mr. Bimbo thinks. No, no, no. no. I, I think for me, Ateta proved his critics wrong. During the course of the season, this was a thing that started with at the beginning of the season. And at a point, if we can all remember, Arsenal went unbeaten for seven do. games, seven games without a loss. I'm coming, I'm still coming to that. I just needed to respond. <laughs> I just needed to respond to what he said earlier. And so, my highlight of the season, I, I think getting back to Europe is just that's just it. Yeah. Getting back to Europe. It was very, very important. We needed to get back to Europe. We needed to belong. We needed to get back to where we actually belong. To be to be counted among the big boys in England, at least you have to be in you have to be in Europe. I was tired of the banters and everything that we are no longer out we're out of Europe for some years. So I think for me the major highlight of the season was getting back to Europe. And I was so so glad we actually I was so so glad that we actually made the deal of Martin Odegaard permanent. There was nothing as, as exciting as that for me. You know, he was on loan earlier on before, um, before the season. I think we had him on loan. So I was glad he made his deal permanent during the course of the season because I felt it was very pivotal in that midfield. I could only, I can only imagine what would have happened if Pate was injured and we didn't have the likes of Odegaard in that call. So I think for me, majorly, uh, my highlight of the season was getting back to Europe. Thank you. Very quickly, Lito, what was your highlight of the last season? Yes, the light on gone. Matt. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, okay, Light on, what was your highlight of the last season? 
Oh, for me, I think it is a game against Manchester City. The way we dominated them, though we lost the match, but we, the way we dominated them shows a sign of improvement and progression at that time. Sincerely, sincerely. That will never be an issue. It's my fact. But I'm serious. Okay. Because that that match, that match for me, mm. it was so obvious that we are, we, we are to win this match because it showed the level of progression. In the last five seasons, go and check, after Man City, before the, the before the match got to 10 minutes, we are already by maybe a, a goal down against Man City. But that match, we played for first, first half, you know, or first half, I guess we, we led the match at first half. Or I don't know, I can't remember. But I know that for that match, the way we played that day, it showed that there is a level of progression that in soon in years to come, or let's say one or two seasons to come, mm. we are going to be fighting for this league sincerely. That's so that's my highlight of the season. Well done. That's that's from left. That's from left field. Well done, Lighto. Matt. Um, my highlight from the season. Do you know what? It's just I think just just seeing the general progression. Um, as we all know, we suffered first three games. I wasn't silly to think we were going to get relegated, but I was very concerned about where we were headed. But um, no, so some great progression. I feel we're a bit unlucky with injuries, but uh, for me, just seeing like how Tommy Yasu performed, who I didn't really know much about. Uh, Ramsdale coming on leaps and bounds, and like mentioned before, um, Martin Odegaard, mm-hmm. who I had my doubts about. Phenomenal, phenomenal. So yeah, I'm positive. I'm, I'm happy for that win. And yeah, I feel an overall good season. Just yeah, a bit of a damn note at the end, but we move. Move, move. <laughs> um, my highlight for the season uh, is one game in particular. Uh, it was against Wolves. Um, we won two one. We scored um, a goal in the eighty second minute and then in the ninety fifth minute. Um, own goal by the Wolves goalkeeper boy. Although Lacazette like was the one that took the shot. I think that was my memorable game this season because of I like a last minute goal so it was like the, the feeling I got from that game was amazing so I think that was probably like my favourite game this season um, yeah against Wolves at, at the Emirates right Bimbo um, I don't have one I don't have just one I have several I love what I like said. hold on I love what I like said about my shooting you. Brilliant. That is the way. For me, it shows where Ateta is going to. That game alone. That you could go with the best and go to head to death the way we want to play. And we gave Man City a good one. It was just, we were just unlucky that we lost it. And guess what? It was the experienced head that cost us that game. That's why I tell people that sometimes. But for me, I stayed in London for a couple of months. Two months, actually. And what I found interesting, and I went to watch uh, a couple of the games, was the atmosphere in the stadium. There are a new group of young Arsenal fans. They call them the Ashburton Army. They've created a, an atmosphere. It reminds me of when you used to watch IICC shooting stars in Ibadan or Storm or Inugu Ranger, and you see the supporters club. They've created that atmosphere that you are not afraid to go... Um, you go into the Emirates Stadium and they create and the players feed on that. Mm. They feed on those. So for me, that's one major highlight. And the club is supporting them. The other one for me was the likes of giving the likes of um Emmy Smith the number ten jersey. Saka having the number seven. 
It shows the club going in the right direction, trusting their youth. And guess what? Those youth will become the core figures of the club. The other part that a lot of people don't talk about is what is happening behind the scenes. There is a unity at the club from the owners to the technical side to the management to the players. And I can and when you see that in a club, it shows you that everybody is going one way. And guess what? Ateta has been able to change the mind of the fans, at least those going to the stadium. I don't I don't go with everything that you see on social media because sometimes people make noise about it. But when you see the players supporting one another, and Zaka said in that, you get that. I've seen an improvement there. Right. Bimbo, being why, back in Bimbo, being why, back, you, why yeah. are you there? Why are you there? Yeah. Just yeah. quickly, one player. Who was your player of the season? I Babu Kayo Misaka. That is the player. He's carried the club on, on the shoulder. That's my player of the season. Saka. Mo. He's been outstanding. Saka. Mo, That's your player of the season. Yeah, yes, it's obvious. I think it's Bukayo Saka by by far by a mile. I think uh, Ramsdale comes close, but Bukayo Saka definitely is Matt. the player of the season. I would say yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'll say Bukayo Saka. Closely followed by Ramsdale, may I add, because Ramsdale has been phenomenal this season. This season. Like, I'm, I'm a goalkeeper, Calvin. You know me. <laughs> yes, I know you. <laughs> Bukayo Saka. Ruth. We're going to end with you. Player of the season. I would have said Bukaya Saka, but because Mr. Bimbo went for Bukaya Saka, I don't quite agree with him on many issues. <laughs> That's on a lighter note. <laughs> I think for me, I, I, I think I would have gone with Bukaya Saka because I thought he was terrific last year and uh, and he actually got better this season. But then I would still say without without Martin Odegaard, Bukaya Saka wouldn't have been so outstanding this season. So for me, I would go with Martin Odegaard. It was incredible all through the season. His combination with Saka was top notch all through the season. So I would still go for Martin Odegaard any day, anytime. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, and that's it. Thank you so very much for finding time to be with me on this episode of your sports memo podcast i i really really i don't take it for granted that you guys found time to 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 join me here so thank you mo thank you matt thank you bimbo thank you olaito ruth thank you very much for coming on your sports memo podcast no, thank you calvin thank you for having us thank you everybody thank you for having us And that's it. This was a great time I've had with um, um, the Arsenal fans in your Sports Bible podcast. Bukayo Saka, um, the overwhelming pick for player of the season. Um, it, it was, it was like, you know, that part where you thought you had Champions League and then in the end, it doesn't happen. So that, it's that hope that usually kills. But that's it. And that's, that's us for this episode of your sports memo podcast the arsenal season review episode that i has i have had the privilege to to bring to you with the arsenal fans in the pod so until i come away next time with i i think i'll try and get the chelsea to chelsea fans to come in uh, later sometime later in the week my name is calvin imekomuka peace out